You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! most will be there for you the palazzo podcast strikes again welcome in it's a pleasure to have you aboard christopher deary and michael govier are available for today's show it's a limited time offer so act fast two weeks two weeks just under two weeks remains in the 2022 Major League Baseball season. Are you going to win a title, lose a title, or have you already moved on to football, which means you're not listening to this podcast right now? Deary and Govier got you covered. It's going to be a doozy. You know the drill. We talk fantasy baseball. We talk about mistakes, failures. You have failed. And victory lap certified. That's right. The good, the bad, and everything in between. It's all coming to you next right here on the Palazzo Podcast. Don't forget, when all else fails, when everybody else has let you down and you cannot find it in your heart to give humanity one more try, the Palazzo Podcast will be there for you. Take it away, boy! Give me two. Give me two, Utah. You're welcome in live and uncensored on the Palazzo Podcast on a Friday. Christopher Deary, Michael Govier, here to serve you at our pleasure. Baseball season still exists. It's not over. Despite some reports, Deary, baseball is still happening. We're happy to be here. We're going to talk about, you know, some players that might be useful for you to close out the season. Hot players. Players that might win you a title. You have title possibilities right now. That's why you're here. 
You're also taking a look at the season that was and looking back as we hearken onto an off season that will be free of any CBA strife. It's an exciting time, Deary. This is exciting. I'm looking forward to the off season. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. There was so much uncertainty with last year's off season, but I'm, I'm pumped for uh, next season and I'm, I'm already beginning work for next season. This is something that I haven't really done until, you know, late November, early December. I'm already starting to work on some guys and make some projections. So it's going to be a big off season for me in terms of my content that I want to put out. What? What are you talking about? You're already working on it. It's too soon. Come on, go back to bed. Did you learn no. from Justin Mason? He started last September and his season was terrible this year. Yeah, well, it happens to the best of us. Sometimes we can put in as much work as possible, and sometimes, you know, hey, we're we're making projections on guys that these are human beings. We have no idea what's going to happen. Injuries are going to happen. Just down seasons are going to happen. Sometimes you got to take your licks. But hey, this a guy like Justin Mason does such great work. Not only is he an amazing analyst and podcaster, but he's also a fantastic human being. So anyone who's shitting on him right now, fuck off. Yeah, I think uh, there was some misunderstandings on that now that I know some more about the inside <laughs> on that. And, okay. you know, because sometimes people just miscommunicate. That's all it is. Justin's a good guy. The other guy, I believe, who was uh, connected to that is a good dude, too, and just misunderstood at times. But bottom line is, Justin was honest about this has happened on Twitter. For those of you who have no idea, Justin Mason posted last night on Twitter about how Terrible his season had gone this year, despite all the hard work he put into it. It was very honest and open about it, and I respect the hell out of that stuff because too often people want to do their victory laps or they want to talk about what they got right, and they don't want to analyze what didn't go well. But there's opportunities to fix or at least identify the mistakes of the past so that maybe you don't make them going into the next season, dearie. That's what it's all about for me. If we want to get better, we got to look at what errors we made and why we made them. Yeah, you got to appreciate the honesty. I mean, certainly a lot of us put in, you know, a ton of work. Justin puts in some of the most work in the industry. But, hey, you know, sometimes the process, you can do everything you can. It just doesn't work out. But I I love the honesty saying, hey, man, it was a bad season. It was funny to see his thread because then you see all these other, like, great content creators throughout the industry. Like, yeah, dude, I might not cash in any of my leagues this year. I've had a shit season, too. So it happens to the best of us. What What about Glorf? You're not going to cash? I'm in third right now. Yeah, so you, you're going to cash. You're going to cash, dude, at least. Come on. How am I not myself? <laughs> I didn't even set my lineups this week. I was completely out of it. I was so focused on my championship round for uh, my head-to-head, and then I just realized I didn't even have fucking Verlander in this week. I'm like, what am I doing? Oh. falling apart with two weeks left? Come oh, on, That's Gary. so sad. Come on, dude. What the hell, man? That's not cool at all. Look, sometimes... We make mistakes. I've forgotten to set lineups on occasion. It happens to anybody. It could happen to any of you out there. So don't think it can't happen to you. Just Bob is here. What's up, Bob? Bob's still here doing his thing. He wants two weeks. Give me two weeks. I could definitely give you two weeks. I mean, the show title today is two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. That's scary. Oh, what's up, Russell? <laughs> Russell's here. Says, so, up, lads? What's up, dude? Russell, how you doing, man? Russell, how's your season going? Did you crush it? Have you dominated? Armchairroto.com is his website, and he's working on some of his own unique stuff, which he shares in the Palazzo Discord, which you can be a part of. If you've never heard the show or you're seeing it for the very first time, for some reason, on September 23rd or after that of 2022, yes, Russell is in our Discord, and he's talking about his projection systems and some other models that he's creating 
that will help him be a winner in 2023. So the Discord's free. The link's at the top of the Twitter feed on the Palazzo Podcast. Oh, there's a dog right there. Palazzo Podcast Twitter handled two L's, two Z's. Utah. It's at the top. It's pinned top. Discord link, other links. How's the dog doing? Yes, this is the new addition. Uh, this is Ziggy. We picked him up last Saturday. He is a nine-week-old wired, wired-haired dachshund, and uh, he fucking rules. He's awesome. Wow, dude. Ziggy, this is Michael. This is Michael. This is your friend Michael. What's up, yeah, Ziggy? How you doing, bud? He's great, Welcome man. To the party. He's, yeah, he's super chill. He's a good dude. Please stop belittling me. Yeah, don't belittle Ziggy. Come on. He's a nice guy. Uh, why are we calling him Ziggy, by the way? Uh, it's a David Bowie thing. Ziggy's, Ziggy Stardust. Uh, of course it is. That makes sense. Yep. <laughs> uh, nice to meet you, Ziggy. That's great. I'm so glad there's a dog back in the household. Uh, Russell says, pretty good. Holding on to thin leads and TGFBI and TARF. Okay. Hang in there, buddy. Maybe Ziggy will play fantasy baseball next season. Who knows? He was uh, actually I had the computer up the other day, and I was watching a game, and he was in tune, man. He was staring right at it. He's like, this is great, man. <laughs> the natural fantasy baseball enthusiast Ziggy is, as Just Bob says, Ziggy Pop. Ziggy Pop? What is that? Ziggy mean? Pop. Ziggy Pop. I don't know. David Bowie Pop? Ziggy Stardust Pop? I, I don't get it. What do I know? I'm just a doofus doing a show with Deary. It's MJ Govier on Twitter, and it's CDeary1999 on Twitter. We are the people that bring you baseball content. We also got, I got some football stuff. I actually popped it on the Patreon last week. I did my first football article. It's called Govier's. See you, Ziggy. Bye. Everybody see you. Yep. Bye, Ziggy. Ziggy says you're okay. Yep. Bye, Christina. See you later. Uh, so I posted it. It's called, you know, I got to do alliteration. That's my thing. Govier's Gridiron Gamers. So that's available wow. on the Patreon. Yeah. Love it. I did it. I did it. So we also have six channels of football talk on the Discord. It's all free. It's all free. It's just, just join us. Connect with us. Learn from others. We've got so many wonderful, intelligent, smart people in the Discord. And I want to make sure that they get their respect. And Russell's one of them. Russell's definitely one of them. He's got his own channel. Russell's Armchair Dungeon? Is that what it's called? I can't remember the exact <laughs> title of it, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun in the Discord. It's all free. Pop in there. The link's at the top of the Twitter feed. Two L's, two Z's. Utah! We're going to talk about some victory laps and also, you know, some failures. It's important to recognize when things don't go right. At the same time, it's also victory lap certified. Yeah, thank you. We also failed. You have failed. So we're going to talk about some of those later in the show. And we got to get to the business time portion of the show. So it's time to fire up the music. Laundry going. Russell says, I've been playing the old Peter the Wolf narrated by David Bowie for my kid. <laughs> Did you know that existed, Deary? No. What we did find out uh, is that David Bowie owned dachshunds. He owned dachshund puppies, and that's what Ziggy is. He's a wired-haired dachshund, so oh, it seems yeah. perfect that we ended up naming well, him Ziggy Stardust. Now we're gonna make love, you know how I, I did not know that. Yeah. Either wow. did we. Until we got Zig. Oh, that's news to me. Okay. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. See, that's me. I, that was me being clueless. Uh, also... A lot of David Bowie on this uh, talk tonight. I wonder if David Bowie ever asked himself this. How am I not myself? I feel like David Bowie probably asked him, how how am I, how am I not being David Bowie? Because David Bowie had a lot of different uh, lives, different images, different existences, I guess. He liked to play with identity, and that's always entertaining, right? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he's an absolute legend. I mean, he's huge in our household. Probably my wife's favorite artist. So, uh, yeah, it seems fitting. Big Bowie fans around here. You know, I've never seen uh, Labyrinth, though. Everyone, like... You've never seen it? Yeah. We had a friend over a month ago, and we're like, yeah, we're going to name our dog Ziggy, like, after, like, David Bowie. And she's like, oh, I love Labyrinth. I'm not even sure she was aware that David Bowie is, like, one of the most important artists in rock history. I think she just only knows him from Labyrinth. I've never seen the film. That is, that's a big surprise, considering how much you guys do enjoy Bowie. So, I'm surprised to hear that, folks. I'm shocked. I'm flabbergasted. I just did not know that. So, thanks for sharing, dearie. That's appreciative. Maybe you should watch The Labyrinth this weekend. Find some time to uh, carve out two hours and watch The Labyrinth. And then you can give us your thoughts next time on the show. What do you think? Sounds good. I think that'd be fun. I think Russell would like to know what your thoughts are on it. I know I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid, so I don't really have a strong recollection of it other than being you know, some David Bowie in there and a labyrinth being involved, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, I didn't know that. That's just me. Russell says, The Flight of the Concords Bowie song is so hilarious. What's that song? Not aware. Yeah, I don't know the Flight of the Concords Bowie song either. Jesus. So much we don't know about. And look at you. Your Bowie fandom is being called to the question now. You've never seen the Labyrinth. <laughs> you don't know the Flight of the Concords Bowie song, dearie. Uh-oh. I, I, I was never a big Flight of the Concords person, so... Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, Sorry. Yeah, some more content for you to nibble on in the future. I'm a look loser. at you. Your whole weekend is set already. You got big plans this weekend? You're going to be uh, going golfing before the season uh, ends? No, no golfing set up right now. Um, tomorrow, we're going to go tailgate for Michigan tomorrow. And then uh, Sunday, the plan is to go to the Renaissance Festival for Christine's birthday. There it is. That's a time-honored tradition. That's right. The one and only. You guys are doing that again. That's, That's awesome. Right. It's supposed to rain. And if it's raining, I ain't fucking going. Last year, it rained, and it was just mud fest. It was, it was hell. I thought one year the other weather was falling apart, so we didn't go at all. Or was True, that yeah, nice? yeah. No, that was... was that once, uh, or wait, so we was, were going to go, and then we didn't go, and we came back to the house that day. Remember that? Yeah, that was 2019. Okay, that's what that one was. Well, I hope if you have any plans this weekend that the weather doesn't delay you. The weather around here has cooled down, and it's fall, and it feels great. I love it. it just gets me excited. I do believe that... Uh, It'll be an entertaining game tomorrow in Ann Arbor. I'm taking the 17 points in Maryland. Okay. I do believe okay. that they can hang in there. They can score okay. points, and Michigan has played jack Nobody. shit in terms of opponent. Yeah, no. They, they played Pioneer High School, Huron High School, and Skyline High School here in Ann Arbor. I mean, we know we were, they're a good team, but I have no idea how good they are. So we'll, we'll see. I think that that could be a good play. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, we have no fucking idea who they are, what's going on with them. Anyways, uh, yeah, I hope everybody has fun in Arbor tomorrow when the Terps come to town. The Terps and the Wolverines. Oh, boy. We're not trying to shit on the Wolverines program, but when your schedule's shit, it's shit. Please stop belittling me. At any rate, I want to thank everybody for this season. You know, the season's almost over, and we'd like to say thank you. If you've not heard that we're appreciative and grateful for your time and energy and any money that you gave to anybody for any reason or that any money that you won somebody this season in terms of your advice or that we you won money because we gave you advice that's wonderful that's what we're here for it's about the connection we make and this show is fun to do it's supposed to be informative and when you guys take the time to say you know what i've enjoyed this season thank you so much that, that means a lot to us so thank you we want to let you know that we're grateful for your patronage this season absolutely Anything to add to that, dear? (laughs) 
No, I mean, I, th- I think the biggest thing that happened this year in terms of our podcast, I mean, obviously that first year it was guest after guest after guest in the offseason, even during the season. I think the biggest thing that happened this season was the Discord. I mean, we're up to how many? Plus 200 members on the Discord this year, which is unbelievable. There's so much content. I got to turn my notifications off half the time because it's just coming through constantly. Um, but, you know, big, big props to everybody who's been able to, you know, be on the Discord and chat it up with each other. And it's, you know, it's not us sitting there running it it's 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 the community and those that are palazzo pals that can you know sit in there and talk i think another great thing this year was the minor league stuff that you were doing with uh you know our our, our two guys with phil and also ben 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 yeah big big gentle ben uh i think that was another great thing this year every wednesday those were coming out and those those were absolutely rock solid and you know that's not something that exists too much in the community is people that are sitting and doing the work on that much minor league you know info and you know tracking those guys and seeing what happens when they're coming up and it's amazing the work that those guys put on and it's great that they were able to join us and be a part of the plaza podcast this year so you know big thanks to those two guys as well i got them lining up hell yeah we do i love doing the wednesday show in fact if you missed the last palazzo prospects power half hour we have officially Made a connection. We're gonna. I'm gonna be interviewing a minor leaguer at Arizona Fall League when I go out there for first pitch, which I will be going. We have not purchased the plane ticket yet, but I will be at first pitch in Arizona, November third through the sixth, and I'm gonna be interviewing uh, an Atlanta Brave prospect, hopefully in real time. And if not, we'll at least record it, and then we'll have it be part of the show, which is that half hour prospect show we do every Wednesday that Deary just alluded to. Very excited to do that when we connect with real actual ball players. That's what it's really all about. So. I mean, shit, that's that's what's... I, I love it. I'm thrilled for that. I'm really excited for that to go down. I can't believe it. That's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I want more of that. In 2023, I hope to be able to do more of that as the show can hopefully continue to grow. And you guys are the ones that make it grow. If you don't give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, if you don't give us a five-star rating on Spotify, the show won't grow. The more the show grows, the more respects it will gain, and the more players will recognize that we're actually... A somewhat worthy podcast slash show that they should come aboard and speak with. I mean, AJ Hinch was on the Fangraphs podcast this week, dearie. I learned that from Ben, who posted that in the Discord. Again, the Discord teaches us and gives us updated news. I didn't know AJ Hinch was on the Fangraphs pod. And he talked about Torque and Riley Green and their growth. And I would love, I mean, if we get AJ Hinch on a show or something like that, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not here to shit on anybody. We, I know we talk about the Tigers a lot on the show and uh, a sometimes quite negative way, frankly. It's not always that fun. I know that. Go Tigers. <laughs> but we are Tigers fans in the end. We, I just, Chris Illich is just a frustrating guy. And in the end, I want the Tigers to do well. That is, and we're not here to ruin careers. We're just here to be honest about what we see. Why, if someone's not playing well or a team is struggling, let's talk about it and let's learn from it and let's find out why that's happening so that doesn't happen going forward. I think that's a pretty reasonable consideration to make. Yeah, I mean, we're we're hometowners. We love Detroit, but we love the Tigers. We went through an amazing 10-year stretch where, unfortunately, we weren't able to bring home a ship. And if you've listened to us in the past, when we're talking about the Tigers, it's mainly shitting on Chris Illich and some of the moves that happened with him and also Al Avila. But Avila is gone now. Scott Go Harris has come in to be the president of baseball operations. I've listened to a bunch of interviews with him. He's a young guy. Super into analytics, so we'll see how it goes. But it's gonna it's gonna be a tough rebuild because this is like the third rebuild within seven years now. 
Tigers are playing. Two nights. Never miss a game. I talked about this on the last show. Clarence Boddicker is like this psychotic, psycho murderer of cops and everyone. He's a thief. He's a rapist, probably. He's this evil motherfucker in RoboCop, but he loves his Tigers. He never misses a game. It's fun that to be a peculiar character trait. Boddicker. Tigers are playing. All right, so thank you, everybody, for this season. And we want 2023 to be better than ever. So make sure you guys, like I said last time, subscribe to the YouTube. Share it with your friends. Share it around. I know football is king right now. And baseball is second rate because it's September going into October. I get it. I'm not immune to the charms of football. I get it. But come on. Help the show grow. I'll do something for you. If you got something you want me to do, I'll do it for you. I'm ready to scratch your back. I'm not just asking for favors unsolicited. I'm ready to return them. But the best favors are the ones that you do without any expectation of return on the other end. That has always been something I learned a lot about when I was growing up. That You just do it. You don't do it with the expectation. Well, you better do something for me. It's just not a, it's not a rewarding way to live. So just do it or I'll just do anything for you. I don't care. Otherwise, I think that covers most of the business today. There's not a lot else to say. I haven't talked to anybody else. I mentioned Justin Mason. I love Justin Mason. We love you. You and Danielle, you guys are the iconic couple of fantasy baseball. I will always appreciate you two, and you know that. Also, you saw this, dearie. Chris Marr showed up in Detroit last Friday. Amazing. Uh, I don't... You know, it came together real fast. Uh... I, I didn't hit you up or anybody up because he was like, I'm going to be in town for like four hours. Cause he, we, didn't, we, went to a, we went to a Tigers game for two innings, and then I drove him to the okay. airport, and he flew out Friday night. So we didn't we paid yeah. for a ticket and only saw about two or a half innings and then we left. So yeah. it was a very, very quick run for Chris to pop in, yeah. say hello, and hit the high road. So it was it's a great amazing. time. Amazing that you guys were able to connect. You guys went out and got some grub over there at Grey Ghost downtown. And then uh, two innings. I thought you were there for the whole game. Oh, no, 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 no. We had dinner at Grey Ghost, which was delicious. We sat outside and uh, Leanne came with me. So it was me, Leanne, and, and Mr. Marr. Also, I don't. I feel like I shouldn't say his name. I know he tries to be baseball pods. I'm not trying to blow up your anonymity here. Uh, I've done the same. Chris, Chris Franklin. So Chris Franklin showed up and... Chris Franklin and I, we had a great time with Leanne. It was also easier for us because we live in Windsor, which is right next to Detroit. So it was really quick for us to just pop over as opposed to you live in Ann Arbor. Either way, if he ever comes back to town, I'll try to reorganize a better situation. It was very spur of the moment. And also Scott Chu, who is a fantasy baseball stalwart in his own right. Shout out to him, by the way. Oh, I don't have the shout button loaded again. God damn it, anyway. I never have the shout button loaded for the show because I always delete it when I do another show. I'm stupid. That's putting it mildly. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Uh, But Scott Chu tweeted on our tweet, or he commented on the tweet that I showed the video of me and Baseball Pods last Friday at the game, and he's like, oh, I wish I was there. I can't believe I'm not there. And it was no offense to anybody locally. It was just a very quick, impromptu gathering. So... We saw the seats were great though. This, I got to give a shout out. Oh my god, I got to shout out so many people, dearie. There's a lot of shouts here. I got to shout out Aaron Cummings, who we actually we were supposed to go to the game against the Rockies the day before Miggy hit his 3,000th hit. This was in April, and me and Leanne got tickets from Aaron Cummings, who's uh, on Twitter. You should follow him. He's a great dude. He's a local guy. Lives in the area. I believe his uh, handle is Saber Tooth Tigers or something like that. 
can't remember exactly what his handle is. Either way, I met him at first pitch last fall, and it turns out he lives right here in Michigan in the area. And he gave me and Leanne tickets to go to the Friday night game in April to see Miggy hit his 3,000. But it got rained out. So the next day was a doubleheader against the Rockies. Coors. And the made-up game was going to be the second game of the doubleheader. So, of course, so we didn't have tickets until the second game. But in the early part of that doubleheader on Saturday, which was a gorgeous day after that rain out, Mickey did it in the early game. So it was yep. like, well, we're, fuck it. We're not going. I mean, yeah, that was how it went. Yeah, because we were there that week, too, when they played, they played the Yankees that week. And yeah. He like, was like, I think it was four hits away, and he went three for three. I believe it was it was an afternoon game, and then the next day it was, was rained out, and then he did it on Saturday. Sure did. Yep. So that's the way it goes sometimes. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Shout out to you, Aaron. Shout out to Baseball Pods. Shout, shout out to Scott Chu. Thanks, guys. I'm trying to do a better connection next time. There's a lot of great people in the Metro Detroit slash Michigan area who are in the fantasy baseball realm, and they give great analysis, and they're excellent players. Tanner Bell's one of them. There's so many people. So we could get a great crew if we had more notice. But we had a great time in the limited time, and we used those tickets that Aaron gave us, Deary. Which were good for a whole year. So we ended up oh, using great. them. So it was free for us to go with baseball pods. And the seats were actually, I thought they were great. There were only eight rows from the field. They were over on the right field corner. So we were okay. on the, the first baseline, but in right field. It's a good spot. We were, oh, it was great. It was right right in that spot. We were about, I don't know, 30 feet in front of the right field wall. And it was eight rows back. It was foul territory heaven. I would never. That was my best chance, and there was a couple balls that came cl- like, I don't know, ten seats away, just missed us. If we'd stayed the whole game, who knows? We might have got a foul ball. I've never caught a foul ball, but I caught a hockey puck at a Wings game about 15, 16 years ago. Oh, shout out to like the Wings! Less chances for a hockey puck to come up to you. <laughs> I've yeah, I never got a hockey puck. I never got a baseball from a foul ball. I mentioned I got foul balls, or not foul balls, batting practice balls from Coors Field when I worked there. Coors. But that's it. So One day I'll get a foul ball. I just know it. You gotta go to games, though, to make that happen. I just don't go to enough games, let's be frank. Didn't Andy Van Slyke throw us a ball when we were down in uh, spring training? Oh, yeah! Back in, oh, yes! Yeah, that was 08. Shout out to Andy Van Slyke, former first base coach of the Detroit Tigers at Lakeland, Florida, spring training. He just threw a ball to us. That's right. He did. Yeah. I wonder where that ball is. I think I still got it. I, I wonder if I... <laughs> I might have mislabeled it as that Andy Van Slyke ball and just thought it was a random baseball. Yeah, it could be. Because I found a Major League Baseball old one. It was a beat-up ball. It wasn't like a brand-new ball. I think we played with it a bunch afterwards. We were like Sandlot kids, like, hitting fly balls to each other up at uh, Almondinger with it. Yeah, I... I I think I got it. I think, I, but we'll never know if it's exactly that ball or not because there's no signature or any identifying yeah. marks that will tell you that. So, anywho, thank you to everybody. Make sure that you check out the stuff on the Patreon if you want to sign up for that. If you like football, we'll be. I'll be moving into football. I'll be doing football stuff. Not Deary. I do. I'll do football stuff. I'm. I'm doing that. FTN. If you guys like what I do at FTN, I got gambling picks. I've got. What do I got over there? I'm doing college football picks. I got NFL picks. I did the MLB show today with MLB Dream. Shout out to Dream. Really like getting to know Dream. He's a really good dude, and he's amazing with player props. He really is. All he, he just does baseball. That's his thing, and he kills it with play, player props. I think today 
His choice on the FTN Picks and Props show that we did earlier was Chris Bassett over five and a half Ks against his former team, the Athletics, tonight. So that's his. that was his big play of the day. I like that one. Don't we all? It's a wonderful play. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're an hour into the show now. Let's get into leading <laughs> off. All right. So it's time for our catch of the day. Good. Our first catch of the day. And I would like to highlight a Cubs pitcher, yes, but it's not any of the ones that you're really familiar with. It's a youngster who's come up and played quite well. In fact, in DFS yesterday, he helped me win a few bucks because I started him along with Zach Gallen, who struck out 13 guys. By the way, 13 strikeouts has really been a number this week. There's been several starting pitchers who have hit the number 13. Tristan McKenzie did it. Of course, Zach Gallon did it. I believe uh, Blake Snell did it the other night. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Woodruff came close last night. I don't think he got there. But anyways, a lot of stri- a lot of starters hitting the 13K plateau this week. At any rate, Hayden Wesneski is a guy that not many people knew about. Um, I never heard of him, dearie. And since he's come up, he's been quite good. It's been all through September. But he's got a 245 ERA with a 325 FIP. So it's not that far apart. Uh, he's striking out almost 10 guys per nine, which is fantastic. And the best part is he hasn't hit double digits in any of those outings. He's got five outings so far this season. Four outings, sorry. And he hasn't he hasn't struck out double digits in any of those starts. So that's a good sign that he's consistently striking guys out. And he's only got four walks, 24 Ks to four walks. That's an excellent ratio. 22 innings pitched early on this season. Deary, uh, I don't know what the future holds for Wes Neske in 2023, but... The rest of the season, he's a guy that I would hope you would like to snag on your roster and use him before the season runs out. Yeah, someone that a lot of people were not familiar with. I was not familiar with this guy until he had that, uh, you know, a really nice game the other day. And he's he's a guy through the minors, decent K rate, sitting anywhere from like eight to nine. Doesn't walk people at all. He doesn't give up the home run. So, I mean, this guy could really help you out here as we're we're getting into the final week. It looks like he'll have one more start next week. I haven't checked to see who it's going to be against. But uh, I don't know. This could be a guy. Maybe he makes the rotation next year. But it's guys like this in the last couple weeks of the season. Obviously, you know, the waiver wire, there's not much out there. And head-to-head, you know, streaming options are always going to be there. And this could be a guy that could be a streaming option. So it's really cool to see a guy coming up, you know, last month of the season, putting up decent numbers, 2-4-5 ERA over – you know, 22 innings pitch, and you said his, his K rate's almost at 10 right now. So that's really, really cool to see for the Cubs. Sorry. Trade secret. Yeah, whatever Wes Nesky's trade secret is, it's off to a good start. Uh, Joe Hook says, sounds like all those guys are playing TGFBI. Going to need to check their teams to see if they are great fantasy analysts or not. <laughs> is this a reference earlier in the show, I feel like, with the, uh, the Justin stuff? But hey, either way, just remember, just because someone gives analysis doesn't mean they're a good fantasy player. I mean, somebody could be a great fantasy player who gives terrible advice. That would seem odd because if they're doing well, they would probably be giving advice that's winning advice. But maybe they try to give contrary advice. I don't know what certain people are doing half the time, dear. There might be people out there who are purposely trying to sabotage <laughs> other teams while they keep all the good stuff for themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to remember, I mean, going into the season, I mean, you can have all the analysis you want on a certain player going into a draft and could be guys that you want to draft, but you're going against anywhere from 12 to 14 other 
owners that are going to be draft managers that are going to be drafting players. You might not be able to get any of those guys. So you got to be able to pivot and go with guys that maybe, maybe you weren't high on and, and things, things change. Once that draft starts, there could be somebody that you have shit on the whole preseason. And you're like, up, oh, I'm, I'm taking this guy because you know, shit, maybe I, I kind of have to, maybe he ends up, you know, putting in a, a nice season and that happens all the time. Yep. little trouble there. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Okay. So Hayden Wesneski is a guy that I like a lot. I think you guys already know the story on him. So if you were able to snag him, I have him in my main event, so I'm able to use him. That's a bonus for me. So I feel good about that. Uh, as far as the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, as we finish out here with just under two weeks to go. Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, God. That's a great movie, but that scene is so gross to me. It's like really I weird. Love it. He's like, ugh, ugh. I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's strange. So, anywho, podcast invitational, known as the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. Uh, I've climbed up a little bit. I'm not a total failure. I'm in the <laughs> middle of the pack of my league. I've got 81 and a half points, and I'm in 46th place overall in this event. Brock Miller still leading our league with a five point lead on Eric Schmidt, who's 10th overall. Shout out. You guys, keep doing your thing. So this is good for me. In fact, Patrick Ryan, uh, my pal who I met in Vegas earlier this year, finally in real life, he's slightly ahead of me with 84 points. So maybe there's a chance. I don't know. Maybe I can uh, finish fifth. Would that be fun? That's quite That's quite a jump for a long time. I was a good 10 to 15 spots ahead of you, and I'm I'm sitting 53rd overall, 12th in, in my league. Zach Wackman, Waxman's going to run away with uh, my league number six. He's at 117 points, uh, just about 11 points ahead of Evan Reimbold. So, uh, yeah, it's been a tough season for me in the Plaza podcast, as was last year, which is just, you know, really frustrating. It's our our own home Palazzo podcast fantasy baseball league, and I'm just shitting the bed two years in a row. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing we can say that's valuable or useful as far as what we've done with this damn thing. It's been tough for us. Uh, there you go. Those are the standings in my league. You see those before you. And then uh, if we go to the overall, which I hope they'll let me do here, overall Palazzo podcast standings, Zach Nelson is in first place now? Did he? Wow. So Brock is out. Am I seeing this correctly? I thought, pretty sure Brock was leading overall too. But Zach Nelson's in first. Jason Cuffs right behind him in second. Kevin Hastings from uh, our buddy the, from the On the Wire podcast, which is an excellent show. And then Zach Waxman himself, the man of many characters, is fourth. Shout, Shout out to all those guys. It's getting intense here, dear. He's coming down to the wire. Wow, Brock dropped all the way to sixth. He, he we thought we were gonna he was gonna run away with it, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty close here between two and five. We'll, we'll see if Jason can. Uh, make a couple moves here and, and pick up four points here on, on Zach. Maybe Zach moves back a little bit, but boy, it's uh it's going to be a barn burner here for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's wild. Hey, kudos to you, Zach. Way to go, man. Hell yeah. I love when people take it to the limits and push for the best. I'm applauding Zach Nelson. I, I, and Brock, I love you. I mean, nothing personal. I want you to win too, but hey, it's good to see some competition here towards the end of the season. It's anybody's Palazzo Podcast Invitational this year. Oh, whoa. That was weird. All right, let's go over to Glarf now, which is part of Earth. So we'll start with the Earth overall standings. 
And Ray Butler is solidly in first place in Earth. Remember, Earth is 150 teams. So some of the best analysts, some of the finest players in the game. Ray Butler's, uh, Jeff Erickson's, uh, Derek Rhodes. The top of this list is some good players with Ray first, Derek Rhodes in second, Jeff Erickson third, and Ryan Venancio, my main man. Hell yeah, way to go, Ryan. He's right there in the mix. And Tom Rodriguez, who I'm not familiar with. And then Sammy Reed, who I hear is... I've never gotten to know Sammy that well, but I heard Sammy's hilarious and a very, very, very excellent writer. So, and there's Russell. He's seventh. Look at Russell there pushing Tarf forward. Yeah, number one in Tarf. Damn, good job, Russell. Hell yeah, man. Woo! Yay! So the first Larf person in the top ten is now Dave, who's 15th here. Uh, which is wow. disappointing. So Glarf has slipped a little bit. These other leagues have made their push. There's Dave. There's Jenny Butler in 18th from Glarf. And Sarah Sanchez is 31st. And then I assume Deary's got to be right behind. Oh, Deary's behind me in the overall by what? one. No, that doesn't make sense. I've got 600. Look at this. I'm 38th. You're right behind me at 40. I... The overall points, and it's a big gap. Is this right? Six forty-eight to five eighty-one. Is this is this the points? Uh, go to go to. Oh, that's Arby. hitting. Oh yeah, here it is. That's overall points is. So that was hitting and pitching. These are their overall points here on the right. And as we go down, yeah, I've got nine forty-five, and then Deary's got nine forty. So it's very close. I'm just a couple points ahead of you. So it's weird. Go to, go to our league, and it'll probably say that I'm in third place. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a different, like it, like it's updated weirdly. Yeah, well, though it's just a there's a difference with the overall points and then the individual in the league. It's it's strange. Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. You could be ahead of someone else in the overall point scheme, even though you might be behind them in the league standings. So there it is, Jenny Butler, hundred and five point five points. Dave McDonald right behind her, and then Deary's in third at ninety six. So you know, Deary. You got all the hitting in the world, but the pitching right now is where you look to be down because you got 36 on the pitching side. That's what it's been. That's what it's been all year. My my hitting has just been monster and just pitching. It's been a a tough go. I mean, Verlander was out for a couple starts, which hurt me. And, you know, I I didn't really draft that great. I've I've, I've tried to, you know, fab some guys over the last month. Some of them have worked. Uh, A majority of them have have not. And, you know, I was was in first in Glar for a good – three, three and a half months. And then you know, just about three, four weeks ago, it all started falling apart. And, you know, you know, Dave McDonald was in the lead for a couple of weeks. Now Jenny's up there. A lot of people have, have had that sole position of first place over the last month. It's, it's gone, gone back and forth, but it's been really competitive and super fun to, you know, not only get to know these people a little better, but also, you know, compete against them at, at a, you know, really high level. I don't know how Glarf's doing overall. I know we were leading for a very long time. I'm not sure where we're at now. I don't, I haven't seen an update on it. Please stop belittling me. I know that both of us have pitching issues here. We're both dominant in the hitting aspect. In fact, I think we're yeah we're one two in hitting in this league easily. But then our pitching sucks. Both of us. I'm even lower in the pitching than you are. So, man, I guess we got to work on our pitching. No, oh, that's 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 roto, man. You gotta you gotta construct a full squad. It's it's not like head to head where you can go out and you know get the mashers that I have in, you know, this Roto league and be able to take a week every, every, you know, 
matchup you have because your hitters are just dominant. You need to be able to have a squad where, sure, maybe if your 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 pitching is isn't as on par with some of your hitters, you at least want to be near the middle of the pack with your pitching. You can't have the best hitting in the league and the worst pitching in the league because you're not going to have a chance to win a ship if if that's going to be the case. Yeah, Sound Money's checking in on Twitch. By the way, Sound Money. You are a new name to me, so welcome to the show. Glad to have you aboard. Round of applause for Sound Money. Welcome back. Shout out to you, dude. Or Dudette, or whoever you are. Great to have you here. Yes, the average competition in Glarf is better, so that does make it more difficult for all of us in there to compete in the overall. It's just like being in a really tough main event league, Deary. The more difficult your individual league is, the more unlikely it is that you could compete at the top of the overall. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been re- like really really tough. Like I stated, we had you know so many different people have have been at the top of our league, and I think that's why Glarf has been so great, and that's why we've been able to stay in the top one to two of an overall league. Because you know Dave said it best when we were drafting that night. He's just like, you know, I hope that everybody does well in this league because I want Glarf to take the overall, and I want to show that us Midwest fantasy owners, men and women, are the most elite in the country. And right now we're showing that we are up there for sure. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I love hearing that. That's what I like. But now we got to say goodbye to some players. Yes. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes I got to say goodbye. Very sad. And unfortunately, there's a very familiar name on today's Bye Bye Bye. Yep. Mike Soroka is done for the season. He's got elbow soreness. And. Dun, dun, dun. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That <laughs> shouldn't be a surprise, but. Oh my God! Mike Soroka has got an injury. It's, it's really just a. I feel bad for the guy. You know, Ben Chase from our Palazzo podcast, Prospects Power Half Hour. He's really helped me be a little bit more sensitive to player injuries because hmm. he sees he sees the player side with such empathy and understanding. That's I get it. Ben. That's Gentle Ben. He's a great guy. He really cares a lot about people, and uh, he sees humanity for what it is. He's got a great eye for understanding the empathy that we need, and I'm with him on that. But it's sometimes it's easy to get pissed at your players or – be resentful, like, oh, my player, that guy screwed me. Thanks a lot, Mike Soroka. What am I going to do with my life now? I was depending on you to help me win a fantasy championship, and you screwed me here. Come on. You know, he, I'm sure he wants to be out there. It's not like Mike Soroka's like, oh, man, I, I don't want to play, you know? Sound money <laughs> says, going to do Mike Soroka. Hey, all right, well done. Two weeks. I never thought of it like that. Two weeks. I did do a Mike Soroka parody song a couple years ago my Soroka. Soroka. Uh, jamie says 20 man league was super fun i got into playoffs and then lost it was a challenge for me i did what i set out to do make the playoff way to go jamie good for you buddy 20 man league we did a 30 you did we did oh uh, yeah that's right okay i guess i can't <laughs> talk now never mind never mind yeah, uh, I don't think either one of us made the playoffs in that league. No, I, I think I was I, – I may have been two games under 500. You were right around 500. Um, I was 12 and 8. I mean, I was – Oh, okay. I think, yeah. I, I, think yeah. I just – I was in a division. This is 
uh, Robbie Baseball from the Dingers Pod. Shout out to Robbie. <laughs> Put together this. It's his 30-man league. Like Deary said, like full contracts, like legit time frames for restricted free agency, full unrestricted free agency. Yeah, it's a salary cap based on the reality that exists today. Even though it's not a salary cap, it's basically a salary cap with the luxury tax. And me and Derry played it for the first year this time. And I got to tell you, I'm so busy. I set the lineup. I set the lineup every week. I did a good job of doing that. But I don't think I I picked up a single player during the regular season in that league. I kind of just rode with my roster as it was. Outside of Seiya Suzuki, who I picked up once he joined in, that was like right mm-hmm. before the season started. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because there's, I mean, 30 teams and we have rosters of, of, you know, 26 guys on our, you know, main roster. And then you have minor leaguers. So it's not many guys that can get picked up. I think I made two or three moves all season. But if you release a guy <laughs> and he's under contract, like you're biting the bullet, like you're you're paying for that guy still. So like there's, there's yep. a penalty for it. I went I went nine and 11. Uh, the team that won my division went 19 and one. So uh, 9-11, I mean, I'm not I'm not too upset with it. Um no. My salary cap is, I mean, I, I don't have much money to spend in the offseason. Uh, you know, I have a couple big time guys on my team that will be free agents, uh, like a Trey Turner. Uh, I think I only got like nine million left. I think you have somewhere upwards to like 60 million. Um, the Miami Marlins in my division went one in 19. They have one hundred and twenty four million dollars left with their payroll so they can be big spenders in the offseason. Wow. Yeah, by the way, Robbie is the Toronto Blue Jays. Robbie Baseball. You should follow him on Twitter. Robbie's the best. He's been on this show before. 20 and 0. Yep. 20 and 0. His team's 20 and 0. Yeah. Uh, He also has $77 million left in salary. Wow. Yeah, you're really up on that. I'm looking at that now. And, oh, I only have 20 million, dear, because I spent that money on Seiya Suzuki, so I got cut down a lot. I'll give you guys this. It's fun to do, and it was a learning experience because I hadn't done a 30-man league yet. 30 person league. So now I know what it's like and hopefully I can improve next year. I went 12 and 8 though. I was just in a Remember, this is the real rosters, real divisions, not the real rosters. Our rosters are fantasy, but the setups of the divisions are all legit with the American League Centrals and East and West and same thing in the National League. And Deary was you were the Washington Nationals, so you were in the NL East and I was the Pittsburgh Pirates. I was in the NL Central and you know, the NL Central in this league this year was tough, man. I was 12 and 8, which is almost good enough to get in the playoffs, but the Cubs and Cardinals were just ahead of me at 14 and 6 and 13 and 7. So that's how it goes. You're close. You're, you're right there. You're in, in striking distance. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made six bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true. $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way i'm not just gonna throw a commercial mid sentence on you i wouldn't do that i respect you and i know that's annoying so here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from starbucks or spectrum comcast apple who the hell knows three a two one Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I had one five straight. I was on a streak there, so I guess a little too little too late. You know, when I said I didn't make any moves, I'm not kidding. I just really rolled with... <laughs> You look back now, Deary, and remember this, guys, because this is for a 30-person league, and when players leave, when fantasy managers leave the league, they do a pool of the remaining teams that left. They do a draft, and they all got to... All the players on the rosters of the teams that left are available for a draft that happens, and Glyber Torres is one of those guys, but they also are saddled with salaries that the previous owners had paid for them, okay? So remember that. That's a key part here. So you're not just drafting the player. You also have to take on their salary. So you'd say, sure, I'd love to draft Clyber Torres, but he has a $26 million salary. That's a lot. Yeah, and there's a contract connected to it. So it could be, are you paying $26 million, which is, you know, what, like 15, 15% of your overall payroll. And he may, I don't know how many years he had left, but he could have three years left on that contract that you're paying. And that, that can be tough. You know, I... I drafted Trey Turner. He was my first guy. That's a $29 million contract. He is off the books, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, I, I have a chance to, to get him back, but I'm going to have to pay more money to get him back. Um, you know, there, I, looking back at that draft, someone that I really wanted, and it was, he was taken one pick before me, was Shane McClanahan because McClanahan was going to be super cheap because he's still on that kind of rookie deal in terms of this fantasy league. And McClanahan, you know, is, you know, in the hunt for the AL Cy Young. And, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I wasn't able to get them. And, you know, guys like Cattell Marte I drafted didn't really have that great of a season. Um, you know, Trey Mancini, some of these rookies that I have, you know, aren't up yet. You know, Tim Anderson hurt most of the season. So, I mean, things could have bounced a, another way. Maybe I could have, you know, competed and had a chance for the playoffs. But I think I'm okay with 9-11, and it's going to be interesting as we go into the offseason to see – what free agents are out there and who you can bid on, who you may be losing. And uh, it's really interesting when you throw the salaries in there because you look at some of these teams. I, I, I mentioned a couple guys have – or a couple managers have salary remaining upwards to $100 million. So they're going to be able to spend a lot of money on some of those big free agents out there. It's intense. Very intense. That's putting it mildly. All right, so that's the story in our – 30-person league this year. We learned a lot from it. I spent a shitload of money on Will Smith. He didn't close it all. The Will Smith of the Atlanta Braves, who ended up in Houston, by the way. So $14 million salary to do (laughs) nothing. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. That's something I learned this league. Don't spend big money on relievers because any reliever could show up in a closer's role. I'd learn that. I'll apply that lesson for next time. See? That's called growth. The two of us, me and Deary, growing together in a league. We're learning one step at a time. We work very well together, okay? We need some doosum. Brew some doosum. Oh, shit, that's funny. Okay. Anyways, moving forward, I would like to talk about anybody else who went bye-bye. I don't think there's anybody else whose injuries... Julio Rodriguez, Ronald Acuna, Brandon Nimmo, all these guys are probably going to be out this weekend. I have all yeah. three of them in my home league, which I am in the championship, and oh. I'm going to be without all three of them likely this weekend. Uh, also, Colton Wong hit three home runs on the bench for me last night. If I would have played oh. him, if I would have played, I, so I didn't play him. I played Brendan Donovan 
instead Donovan hit a home run and had four RBI. So I was like, okay, good play. Good play. I made a smart yeah. play. And then Colton one hits three home runs. I'm down two home runs in the league. I'm down three oh, RBIs. No. I'm, I'm, I'm fucked now because if I tie our good buddy, Tim Roofer, Tim wins. Cause Tim's the number one seed. Uh, I'm happy just to be in the finals of this league. This is a 14 team, 12 man uh, keeper league or 12 player keeper league. And I was the six seed. I had to go on an amazing run just to get into the finals. Uh, but it looks like I'm going to, I'm going to finish in second this year. And it really sucks because I'm not going to have the opportunity to play Julio Rodriguez, Ronald Acuna and Brandon Nimmo most likely this weekend. You've got to pay the troll toll to get in. Yeah. You got trolled, man. That sucks. I feel for you. I really do. I did play Colton Wong in DFS last night. That was a Beautiful. huge play. Yeah. I mean, Talk about, like, th- uh, incredible. I had, like, three zeros in the lineup. And he had 46 points as a DFS player yesterday. That was monstrous, and I, I just feel for you. That's That hurts. That stings. I had Acuna and Nimmo. I lost mine last week. I'm done. So I lost the championship to Travis, who's now the first four-time winner wow. in BYB. And uh, there was a battle of the three-time winners, the first to be the four-time winner. So if someone else had won, I really wouldn't have felt anything about it. But it does. it's disappointing to not be the first four-time winner. Travis is that. He got in because of the miracle that happened that got you where you are now in that game yep. with Seattle in the Braves a couple weeks ago where that, he that, got... Yeah. That yeah. got me. That got me into the semifinals. The Julio Rodriguez yep. home run in the in the ninth got me into the semifinals. Beat beat our good friend uh, Steve Guile in the quarters, and then last week in the semis, I was doing nothing, and then within one hour on Friday night, my team hit six home runs, and it just carried me through the weekend. <laughs> Joe says, "No, no, no! You guys are experts. You should win every league and have no need for growth." <laughs> That's funny. Very funny. You're a quick one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. That's funny, Joe. <laughs> Make me laugh. Genius, genius, genius. At any rate, yeah. So I lost. I hope Deary, maybe there'll be a miracle, Deary. Who knows? But I, w- I had Nemo and Acuna, so I guess if I was still playing, I would have been screwed. That would have been mm-hmm. bad for me. And Acuna was a guy on that 30-person team. I I paid big money for him. And, you know, outside of the steals, he's been a tremendous disappointment. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's a weird, it's so bizarre that a guy could steal all these bags, but yet the power is gone. It says a lot about knee injuries that just makes me f- confused. I'm baffled now because you would think it would be so hard to steal 30 bags coming off an ACL injury, but it looks like the power was zapped, but it was also a dead ball this year. So I don't know. Maybe he, I would like to have known if we just played in a regular season without a weird ball that wasn't decimated in any way would it still have turned out the same way for Acuna I don't know is it a mental thing too the ball got in some heads of certain players I know it probably did I know it did but these are also professionals so who the hell knows yeah what a like a funky year for him like if you would have told me you know he that's 433 at bats 66 runs 46 RBIs 13 home runs I'd be like man that's just an absolute shit year which is you know, for his standards, not very good. But then you tell me that he still stole 28 bases. I'm like, something doesn't add up here. And, you know, I watched a lot of Atlanta Brave games this year. And, yeah, there were games where he did just kind of look lost at the plate and he seemed a little behind. And then there were games that he just looked great. I mean, he had a couple home runs last week. But, I mean, if like, what's he going to do next year? Is he going to come out and have that 35-plus home run power that he's had his whole career? Or 
is he going to revert back to what he did this year? And he's 20 to 25 home run power. It's going to be very interesting where people slot him next year for drafting. Obviously I still think he's a first round pick because he's a five cat guy. And I still think he's going to put up 30 home runs, but it'll be really interesting to see how he does in like spring training and his off season workouts uh, as he leads into next year. God damn it. Yeah, it certainly will. So I'm disappointed, but Hey, disappointment's part of life guys. We got to learn to accept it and hopefully move forward with the lesson that we've absorbed. That's the more you know. And I can't press the button. Come on! Candy! No! It's a touchscreen, and I... Yeah, why do we have to press touchscreens three times for the buttons to ever work? Whether it's a phone, or it's this thing, or the McDonald's kiosk. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! I'm pressing it! What the hell? Touchscreens are way behind the times, in my opinion. That's how I feel about touchscreens. So, anyways, the whole point was to hit this one. Jesus, now it's not even worth it. Anywho, uh, you know. Time for Return of the Mac. And really, I'm just kind of interested in sharing one guy who has come back recently. But haven't had a chance to talk about it. I just love doing a hand, a hand, a hand. I don't want YouTube to kick us off. I got to kill the music. All right. So, Adbert Azale finally returned. He's been back. And he's a pitcher that I was focused on and hoping would return sooner than later. It took even longer than I thought because it was it was a side injury. It's an oblique, I believe. And he has been out since all season. He finally made his debut here in September, and he's had a couple outings. And he's pitched all right. In his debut, this was on uh, the 17th against Colorado. Coors. Pitched the two innings. Beer. Yeah, the banquet beer. Thank you. Two innings of relief struck up five guys. Uh, he did give up some earned run. An earned run. It happens. But, uh, you know, his slider is one of my favorite pitches in baseball. It's a nasty slider. It's got some mean bite to it, and it is baffling. For hitters on both sides. So I'm glad he's back. Um, he hasn't pitched since the 20th, which was only a couple days ago. He went two more innings, struck out two in that. Clean, two clean innings, and got the victory for the Cubs in relief. Two to one against the Marlins. So Edward Azale is back. I assume you already knew this. It's kind of late notice since he came back last week. But he is available, and I think you should consider it since he's only rostered in 3% of Yahoo leagues, dearie. Adbert Azale. Especially in holds leagues, I mean, he's probably up and been snatched for sure. But if you're looking for a guy that has starting pitcher eligibility, the classic spark that you want to slide in and try to win a title with, I think he's a guy to give you some solid ratios when he gets the innings. It doesn't look like he'll start at all the rest of the way. He just could be a reliever, but at least he's back. And when he pitches, he throws good stuff. I mean, we're talking a lot of Cubs pitchers here now, dear. We're talking Wes Nesky. We're talking Alzale. <laughs> this is wild. You got something brewing for next year? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's really too bad for Alzale because, you know, 125 innings last year and, you know, 4.58 ERA. His XFIP looked a lot better than that. And, you know, he did a really good job getting a lot of ground balls last year. And then he's just injured all year. And it was like, man, this is a guy who really could have been valuable much later in the draft. A guy who 
you know, maybe his ERA could have sat around four, but he, he could have given you a lot of strikeouts. He's a, he was a high strikeout guy in the minors. So it's really too bad, uh, you know, that he, he was out for most of the season. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, where he's going to slot next year with the Cubs. It certainly will. I will look forward to that. Joe Hook says uh, flexibility could be there to run without the ability to lock down and launch off that injured knee when swinging, perhaps. Yeah. It was That's his fair. right knee, wasn't it? I believe it was. Yeah. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Joe says, also, I am not a doctor. Thank you, Joe. No, sure you are. That was uh, an amazing analysis. I only play a doctor on live chats on YouTube. Right. All right. So, yeah, Azalea's back. Um, I don't think there's, boy, there might, I don't think there's anybody that is going to come back and save your season right now. It's too late for that really to happen. So, I, one thing I would stress to you guys is, you know, don't hang on. Don't hope for the miracle. Don't think, oh, I know this guy's going to come back. I just got to give it a little more time. He's coming back soon. He's going to save my season. We got less than two weeks to go, but I just know he's going to show up and make a difference. I just know it, right? He's coming. Two weeks. No, he's not. Two weeks. All right. All right so we've done that. Now it's time for Toasty. That's right. Toasty. Toasty. Man, Mortal Kombat. That was a big deal. Mortal Kombat. With the blood. Oh, so good. If you didn't have the blood, I mean, you were, you got to have the blood code. So, Were you an arcade guy growing up, Mike? Well, uh, you know. Play, play arcade games? Sure. I, when my parents got divorced, my dad tried to placate us by always taking us mm. to the arcade during the week at the Wonderland Mall. And it was like the best time ever, man. All the lights and it was dark in there with the neon yeah. lights. I loved it in there. Yep. And arcade games at Rollerama were a huge deal. There was always the, the Simpsons game. That was an awesome game. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Ninja Turtles game, of course, and the X-Men game. Those are the big three right there. Yeah, yeah, those three. A little bit before that, I was huge into uh, the Double Dragon game, which was huge. And then you know, oh. once like once Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat started going, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And then once you could get those on your Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, it's like, great. I don't have to leave the house to play these amazing games. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. There's a lot of the... The ones that you climbed into, like Afterburner and stuff, I thought those were so oh, cool shit. when I was little. It's like, oh my god, you get to get inside this thing. It's sweet. So, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, spent four dollars and quarters for fifteen seconds of fun. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly how it goes. It got more and more expensive real quick. In the eighties, it was reasonable. It was a quarter, but in the nineties, the prices really started to take off, and it got out of control. So, uh, Zach Plesek, return of the Mac. Uh, maybe he comes back and throws a start before the season ends. Uh, they also need him for the playoffs because Cleveland has just locked down the AL Central, man. They really have. Boy, the White Sox really shit the bed this year, didn't they? Boy, the Twins did. I think the Twins did even more. They they made all these moves, and they and it blew yeah. up in their face. Yeah. It was a total failure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised the Guardians are, are the team that ends up taking it. I, I think I predicted the White Sox to win. I think you said maybe White Sox or Twins, and it turns out that Cleveland, the Guardians, are going to be the team that are going to take the Central. <laughs> uh sound money says joe is a doctor okay well i didn't know that all right uh also <laughs> dr hook youtube doctor extraordinaire hell yeah how about tyler glass now glass now well done sound money what's tyler he gonna give now? you though i mean uh you might give the, the team something in the playoffs right i mean he, he's been throwing yeah i think uh he'll make one more rehab start right and then or, or has he made it? I think he's 
He's got one more rehab start today, and then I think he's ready to go. So that's it's worth something. If you can get one start out of him and you're playing in a championship week or you're still in Roto trying to close out some pitching cats, sure, absolutely Tyler Glass knows a play. That's a good call. Return of the Mac. Also, uh, what about Kenta Maeda, dearie? Remember him? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's been gone all year. <laughs> oh, my God. Boy, what yes. a bad year last year it was. Well, I mean, he got hurt, and that he was bad, and then he he, blew, he had to have Tommy John. That was it. It was over. So, uh, But the word is he's not likely to pitch this season, so I don't think you can expect Maeda to be a part of the squad. Now, this was uh, a couple weeks ago I saw that, so if anybody has the latest update on Kenta Maeda, I will defer to that. But I believe Kenta Maeda is a no-go this year. You know, it'd be interesting if you go go going back to Glass now. Um, you know, when he does come up with the major league roster, what is like DFS number is going to be? Because I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Like he's like, is he going to start? He's probably going to be some type of swingman, uh, and it yeah. could probably be the same thing in the playoffs. And you know how the Rays Ray, so it's you know, I don't know what type of play you're going to be able to get out of him in a DFS. I think the salary on him will be a little bit lower, and then they'll see what he does and what he can offer, and then they'll they'll pump it up from there. But I don't think they'll push it too high because. Or maybe they will, and then people won't. I wouldn't play him. I would avoid it. So mm-hmm. I think it's always best to play the guy. You know, Joey Wentz this week, dear. Speaking of the Tigers, Joey Wentz had a great outing against the Orioles mm-hmm. this week. He was a super cheap DFS play on Tuesday. And I got to give a shout out to my man, uh, Nate Schlain over there at FTN. Schlain called it. He said Wentz was going to have a great outing, and he did. And it's so weird that Joey Wentz is going to be at Arizona Fall League. He's up in the majors right now throwing gems. But he's going to be at Arizona Fall League because he's been injured for so long and so mm-hmm. much that he needs more reps. So. Yeah, he needs the innings. Yeah, what the fuck are the Tigers doing dominating the Orioles like they did? I got a bunch of Orioles on my squads, and they couldn't do shit against the Tigers pitching. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you man. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, NFL Blitz. How can we forget NFL Blitz? That was definitely a big deal. Amazing. More so, I know it was an arcade game for sure, but I think I saw more of my friends play it on consoles, but it was a huge arcade mm-hmm. event. No doubt about that. Jamie says Killer Instinct. Um, yeah, that was a big game. I I didn't play it, but is that a dinosaur game? Is that the one where you're the dinosaurs? You like fighting each other, or you kill was each that other? That one where you had like the actual like gun. Those were always fun games too. I think that was Turok. Uh, I'm oh. not sure. I think Killer there's a Instinct cool uh, dinosaur. Good Terminator game too. Oh, there was. Yes, there was an excellent Terminator game with a gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember. Coming out of Forrest Gump at the theater in 1994, and I was like, oh, Dad, I want to play the tournament again. No, it's time to go home, Mike. We're going to go home and talk about Gump. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it to. Uh, Grab Goff this week. He's on fire. Whoa. That's a violate. (laughs) Football. Oh, you're thinking of Primal Rage. Oh, okay. See, thank you very much, Sound Money. Thanks for the clarification. There's so many. There's a couple dinosaur games I thought involved with the dinosaur fighting or eating each other. So hey, I remember. Turok. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not thinking of Rampage either. So that's not what I'm saying. Here. <laughs> Rampage. And that's all I had to say about that. Leave that there. There was one dinosaur in Killer Instinct. Thank you, Sound Money. See, this is why you guys are here. We're gonna make mistakes. You guys got to correct us. I trust you in that. Oh, Just Bob says grab Goff this week. He's on fire, dearie. See. Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions. Hey, man. I mean, you witnessed it last week. They rolled. I probably should try to grab him because uh, Joe Burrow is my quarterback right now. He fucking sucks. Uh, he'll be better. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. That's 
Classic, like, freak out after two games. Shit happens. I'm not I'm not panicking. But the Lions, uh, you know, it's going to be. And they got some uh, talent. It's fascinating. On offense, anyways. But the Commanders are also not good either. They barely beat the Jaguars in week one. Carson Wentz is not good either. So we'll leave that there. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, this is baseball. You're damn right this is baseball. Thank so, you, Jamie. Thank you for getting us back on track. Uh, so toasty-wise. Toasty! You know, there's a lot of guys that I think you could drop, and you've probably already dropped them, frankly. So I, I don't really know. When I say toasty, I'm not saying they're on fire. I'm saying they're toasted, and they got to go. They're toast. They're out. Not that they're on fire. They're on fire, but they're burning to death, and that's bad. They're not, <laughs> they're not NBA Jam. NBA Jam, that was a great arcade game. He's on fire! But this is what I mean when I say that. Uh, Dear anybody that uh, you think you should cut ties with or you'd like to tell people, hey, this guy's got to go. You really need to cut this guy ASAP. No. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, because just no. looking at most, uh, like, to be honest, most of my Roto Leagues, I'm checked out. Like, I'm setting my lineups. Uh, I've made my fab bids the last couple of weeks, and I've just been focused on my one head-to-head league that I'm I'm left with. And sure, there's been guys have been streaming back and forth, but it's because I know that I can pick that guy up again two days later. Colton Wong in the last month, I mean, I, I've talked, the second time I'm going to talk about him, I've dropped and picked up Colton Wong, I think, six times in the last month. And every time I play him, he doesn't do shit. Yeah. That's, I actually was, I dropped Colton Wong in my head-to-head league, my home league, last month. I'm like, oh, I'm cutting ties with him. And he wasn't playing as much. He was sitting more. The Brewers just, they just bounce, they rotate. It's like, all right, Hero was in, now Hero's out. The Brewers will baffle you. I'm actually nominating the Brewers as a potential, uh, you know, Rays-esque team. And when it comes to lineups, be forewarned and be careful. The same goes for the Royals, too. They can really screw you over. And, uh, you know, Edward Olivares, we're speaking of return to the Mac. He came back. He was supposed to be out for the year, but here he is. He's back. Another guy who beat his injury timeline this year. Injury timelines this year have been beaten so many times. Mm-hmm. Salvador Perez, there was Freddie Peralta, there was Bryce Harper. There's a lot of, all these injury timelines are too conservative, I guess. Or the technology and the healing process is just getting better and better because outside of Adbert Azale, who took forever to come back, it seems like everybody else comes back early now. Or they come back and get hurt again, like Trevor Story. Oh. Yeah, he's another guy. guy in my home league championship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's guys like, I mean, you should not have had him in the first place, but Trace Thompson was never going to do anything for you. You shouldn't have bought into any hype he had going for a minute. So that's an easy call. Uh, there's, a, there's just a lot of guys that I don't see. You know, Mike Tolley of, of the Coors Field Rockies. Coors. He hasn't really done a lot. He had a home run once, and then it was exciting. <laughs> but other than that, once. Uh, I don't think I think you could drop Talia. I know there's the enticing Coors Field gets us all hyped up. And we Coors. all want to, you know, fire up a silver bullet. This right here is a silver bullet. Go to town all the way from Colorado. But yeah, you know, I don't think so. So guys like that, you know, they're kind of like mid-range guys that you need to dump. I think that's that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, Manny Margot cooled off. I thought he would have a finish the breakout that he was starting upon prior to the knee injury. But, you know, last week or so, he's only, he scored two runs, OBP of 270. So maybe Manny Margot is not the guy I hoped he would be in the second half, Terry. 
He didn't do much most of the season. And like like you said, you were hoping, oh, Manny Margot's back. He's well, the knee injury before the knee injury, he was doable. Yeah, but like second half, he gave you nothing. Well, when he came back for the knee injury on August 20th, I hoped that he would play and do more. And there's been a few flashes of games that were good, but I guess uh, I look at the overall stats for the second half since his return on August 20th. It's been a month now, and it hasn't been as outstanding as I hoped it would be. So that's all. He's he's always been a Uh, perplexing player to me. It's like you either are high in on Margot or you're completely out. And it seems like I've always been out on him. It doesn't seem like he ever plays a full season. He seems to be in a rotation, whichever team he's on, because it seems to change every year now. Yeah. Spencer Steer is another guy I really liked. I thought he would give more for the Reds. He was part of the trade that sent Tyler Molly over to Minnesota, who they got nothing from. But uh, I guess it hasn't gone according to plan. We're going to get all in your face and point out your fault. Sorry, I'm just saying. Spencer Steer, not giving me the power I thought I would get here down the stretch. I get that. Uh, guys like uh, pitchers, on the other hand, you know, Kyle Bradish has been incredible. He's not somebody you drop. Great start really has last been night. able to Yeah, he just keeps doing his thing, man. It's it's badass to watch. I'm a big fan of seeing it. So uh I'm all about what you can get the most out of from a player. So that's why dropping certain guys like uh hmm. I don't know. You know, Dane Dunning is a guy who's decent at times. I wouldn't drop him. So I think he's on the do not drop list, and that's surprising for me to say that. Good for Dane Dunning this year. Um but yeah, pitching wise, there's less guys that I'm really on in a rush to tell you to dump. Like you gotta, you gotta get rid of Jesse Chavez. Like no, nobody has Jesse <laughs> Chavez anyways. And, well, I mean, going into these last couple of weeks, it's all going to be about matchups anyways. So you know, if you're thinking about dropping a guy, just just go ahead and look to see what his next possible you know one to two matchups are going to be because that's going to dictate whether you, you're going to play him or not. Yeah, I think those of you that tries you Josh Winder, his return, you thought you'd get more out of him. I'd cut Josh Winder. I'm I'm not as excited about Josh Winder as I thought I was a couple months ago. He's come back and he's been, eh, you know, not great. He's given up runs, hasn't struck out enough guys. So I, I think Josh Winder is a cut for me. I'd say bye to him. Uh, Adrian Martinez of Oakland. He was a guy that you might stream here or there. He definitely shouldn't be on your roster. He's not someone that should be on a 12-team or a 10-team for sure. And even in a 15-team league, I don't think so. I, I think you can cut him as well. And uh, yeah, Marco Gonzalez, all season long, never strikes out enough guys. But when his <laughs> if his ratios go to shit like they have, he's an easy cut because you never get the strikeouts with Gonzalez, and you're only hoping to solidify your ratio. So when that goes out the window, Marco Gonzalez is an easy cut. That guy gets away with so much over the years. I mean, this is a guy who's won 15 games before, and it's amazing he does it when he's not striking guys out. You know, it's a total anomaly in this league. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I'm with you. Uh, Joe says the Royals can really screw you over. Sounds like you're from the UK, Govier. (laughs) (laughs) Zing! Have you checked out our new episode of Cinema 9 Podcast? We did The Queen, by the way, for those of you that uh, want to say goodbye to The Queen properly. I listened to it today. Good job. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Just Bob says, yes, he's low volume anyway. Oh, you guys are talking football over here. Get out of here. Okay. Anywho. Oh, here it is. This, but I'd like to share this. Jamie says, Govier beat me last week by only three points, which sucks. IDP league as well. Yeah, I got you. Sorry, James. That's how it goes. 
Gotcha. All right. Uh, finally, on today's show, the Plazo Podcast, let's quickly talk failures. Uh, you know, we kind of alluded to this before, so this could be brief, but I just wanted to pop in, let you guys know some guys that we feel like we failed on, and we got to be honest about that. In honor of what Justin Mason so honestly and eloquently said on Twitter last night, being open and honest about his own fantasy baseball experience this year. This is for you, Justin. You have failed. Not that. That's not for you. We are going to tell you what we failed upon. Uh, Deary, is there a player that you were like, boy, I shouldn't have drafted him? Or even picked a guy up during the season that was a mistake? Because those are important, too. Most of my pickups were okay. It was in terms of, like, fab leagues, I didn't really pay too much for guys that I ended up releasing later on. Um, I did drop Tristan McKenzie within the first couple weeks in one of my head-to-head leagues. Uh, It didn't Mm. kill me because I ended up with the best – pitching staff in the league but i mean i've talked about giolito and barrios all season i had the most shares of both of those guys um wander franco i had a lot of shares of wander franco and he got hurt and that was really really disappointing and he's been good here the last couple weeks but you know he hasn't been able to do anything for me because i'm so far down into into the standings uh you know in terms of relief pitching Aroldis Chapman, I, I I kept him in in one of my uh, keeper leagues, and you know started off the year very shaky, and then you know he was hurt, and then when he came back, he didn't have the closing role, and then he got hurt again, and now he's finally back again. So you know he's he's not going to be a guy I'm going to keep in the offseason now. Ian Anderson, Ian Anderson, I took in the twelfth round of my TGFBI, absolutely mm. terrible year for Ian Anderson. Ended up back in the minors. He was someone that you know several years ago in the 2020 season when he came up for the playoffs was, was amazing and last year it was kind of a rocky year i was expecting some kind of bounce back this year guy has a really nice sinker and uh it was just a really bad year for him and he just did not give you the value that you were hoping getting him anywhere from 12th to 15th round ended up being no good value for me but uh yeah those were the plays that really failed me this year well said Derry. we appreciate the honesty here that's what we're trying to do folks just keep it real uh just about says sorry mike no you don't have to stop you guys talk about whatever you want in the chat that's your world do as you please the live chat is yours we're just purveyors we're just witnesses to what goes on in there do as you please have a good time welcome to hell (laughs) joe says lucas giolito trevor rogers dylan carlson tyler o'neill ryan mcmahon nick castellanos I assume those are all fails. Interesting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I expect a lot Giolito. more Castellanos this year. Giolito is maybe the most disappointing out of all the pitchers in my mind. Yeah, Trevor Rogers came back and looked really good finally, and then he's out for the year now, so that sucked too. Dylan Carlson, I, I've always been lukewarm on him, so I feel you there. Tyler O'Neill should have played a lot better after what he did last year, took that big leap. That is definitely a disappointment, Joe. I, I can feel you on that. Uh, for me... You know, I look at the Mike the Mouth Midnight Madness that I did in Vegas, the Midnight Draft, in Las Vegas back in March. I started with Juan Soto. I had the third overall pick. I think that was a, mis- a big mistake. Yeah. It was. In Roto, Juan Soto's a big bummer. In OBP, you're, he's, you're fine. You're mostly fine. But still, mm-hmm. he's not even first-round pick material this year. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then I took Ozzy Albee second. <laughs> he got hurt. Hey, what Injured, can I do there? Not his fault, yeah. But I took Buxton in round five. You know he gets hurt. That's a risk I shouldn't have taken or not. I took Javi Baez round seven. That's trash. Oh, oh God. Man. 
Yeah, you were you were about Baez in, in the bounce back this year, and it was one of the most disastrous shortstop seasons in Detroit Tiger history for a guy who's making the money he's making. Yeah, Devi Cruz was better than Javi Baez was this year. Good God, absolutely what the hell. I also I I, don't, I was totally against this. So this is just this was me trying to play against type because sometimes we don't, I say this, we don't know everything and sometimes we get it wrong. So I actually drafted Giovanni Gallegos in the ninth round. Remember, this is a 12-team league. So I followed in Paul Spore's footsteps by drafting Gallegos, even though I was totally against it. That was dumb. Tyler Stevenson, round 10, you know, he got hurt. That happens. But Chris Sale, round 12, shouldn't have drafted Sale. I mean, I got, that's stupid. Yeah, but the Sale thing was ended up being unlucky when he comes back and his finger gets busted up. That wasn't, that wasn't your fault. Yeah, but we knew he was going to be out for a while. Um, it's it's dangerous play. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the more the lesson is that how long I stuck waiting around for Sale to show up. That's the real lesson there. That's a big fail. That's a massive fail. You have failed. I want that to be clear on the record. Do not hang around, guys. Do not wait around for these guys to return. That's the lesson this year. I did it with Tatis and Sale. Now, I know yeah. those are two extreme examples, but those are two great players, supposedly. And they did nothing. They did nothing this year but waste roster spots. And I had veterans tell me this in Vegas. And I've said this before. They told me, yeah, don't do that. Do not. You don't want an empty roster spot. You need players that can play and give you stats. You need volume in Roto. Mm-hmm. They were right. And I'm not going to do that again. I will not do it again. I failed. And you I have failed. Not let it happen again. Not in 2023, dearie. Well, I think going back to the Acuna thing as well is really interesting because it's like if you would have told me at the start of the season I'm going to get Acuna eighth or ninth in the first round of a roto and he's going to he's going to play in 120 games I'm like oh you know I th- I think I'm going to take that and then he ends up 110 games so far and you know he's he's got a back issue right now and then you're going to tell me that he steals 28 bases like wow I I probably ended up with a top five roto guy. And then all of a sudden, just the, the power wasn't there. And it's it's really frustrating. So it's tough. A guy like Acuna, a guy like Tatis, when you're going into that season, you know, it's a great point to be like, hey, it's a dead roster spot for two, two and a half months sometimes. And it's hard to replace that. Yep. Well said, Deary. Uh, okay, so quickly, on a positive tip, of course, give ourselves some love here. We don't want to be too cruel to ourselves. Victory lap certified. You know, me and Eric Cross have crushed the tag team league this year, basically from beginning to end, all season long. We're up by a buttload of points. We've been up by a buttload of points for a while. People are going to start asking, kind of like Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson back in Dallas Cowboy days of the 90s. Who's the real mastermind? Is it Eric? Is it Govier? Hey, you guys are welcome to debate that in your local tavern. All I can say is I'm really grateful that me and Eric have played so well in that league, and I don't see... I mean, I don't see how it falls apart. Maybe uh, maybe things will really fall apart. And I'll look back at this episode with, what, just under two weeks to go, as we said. Not much time left. Two weeks. We're almost out of time. So two weeks. I think we're going to win. I, I feel pretty confident. We're up 130 to 112 in points in Roto, and there's less than two weeks left. It would have to yes, be. It, it would have to yeah? be. Yeah. It, something nuclear would have to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, our pitching staff has tried to screw us lately. They've tried to fall apart and cost us a season because we lost some guys like Gonsolin. 
which was unfortunate. And then there was some Gar- Carlos Rodon fear. We also lost Brubaker. He went on the IL. So uh, they tried a little bit to mess with us, but our hitting was just so damn good this year. So I'm really happy about the tag team performance we had this year. We led a lot of the year last year, and then we ended up finishing third. Yeah. It fell apart. So to come back this season... And the way we drafted, we drafted in a video chat, talking to each other continuously throughout the draft as co-managers. I'm really proud of us, and I'm really, really grateful to have Eric as my partner. That's huge, man. Congratulations if you guys do take it down over the next week. And, you know, that's a tough task to take on. You know, obviously you've known Eric for, you know, a little more than a year now, but that's really, really tough to do something like that where you're drafting a team. You both have different, you know, ideas and process in terms of, of drafting and it'd be really really hard i think you and i could do it pretty well but we've known each other for years but you know you you gotta have a good relationship with that person that you're drafting with and certainly you and eric absolutely have that you know and it's uh paying dividends right now and we took acuna number one overall so that didn't matter just saying you know because guys like austin riley huge got round five huge Huge. yeah so massive that clutch Corey Seager, 30 home run year round seven. I was really wasn't feeling that when we made that pick, but it's worked out. So. Slow start for him this year, too. Yeah, that's the other. Yeah, you're right. But he's picked up the pace when needed to, and he's had his first 30 home run season of his career. So, yeah, things like that went well. You know, guys like Alejandro Kirk in the 17th round, that's a huge return of value at catcher. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. Anything uh, you're happy about? I mean, generally, that's where you're going to win a lot of your leagues is those mid-rounds if you can hit on guys. A guy like Adolis Garcia, you know, incredible year for Adolis Garcia. Top five in RBIs, plus 20 yes. stolen bases. A really, really nice year for him. Um, you know, for myself, a lot of it ended up being pickups that I made. Daniel Bart. I picked up Daniel Bart. He was not drafted in one of my head-to-head leagues. 32 saves. Yeah. ERA under two. Uh, Rowdy Telez also picked up, not drafted. 30 home runs, 90 RBIs. That biting average isn't there, but it doesn't matter because he's given me a ton of power. Spencer Strider, another guy that I picked up, top five in the National League in, in uh, strikeouts. Uh, Kyle Wright, another guy. It's, these are five guys that I picked up on the wire within the first couple of weeks that were absolutely massive for me. Um, Jeff McNeil, I drafted in the 23rd round. You know, batting average over wow. 300 for the year. Really, really Yay! nice. Uh, I traded for Alex Bregman right when he got hot at the start of August. And this is an OPS league. His OPS is at 965 for the year. So he really carried me. Victory lap certified. Guy like Dalton Varsho. I didn't have to have him as my catcher. He ended up playing outfield for me. Solid year for Varsho. Last couple weeks, he's been amazing. Seven home runs in the last Mm -hmm. couple weeks. Still put up double-digit steals. Uh, Dalton Varsho had a really nice season, top five catcher this year. So uh, I'm pleased with a lot of the pickups I made. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, I I waited on him, and he ended up being a top 15 player in in several of my leagues. So I was very happy about it. Yes, this is a deary gloating episode, but Chad's late, so he didn't know. He didn't get. I got to talk about my wins Uh, because I I have very damn right you do. Oh, come on. Victory lap certified. That's awesome, dude. Well done. Julio, I didn't get a single piece of Julio in any league. I just, it never played into my plans. And I thought, yeah, maybe 2023, not this year. But, hey, he showed out and probably helped a lot of teams with that value that you got him at. Probably, you know, pick 200 or later on Julio Rodriguez, roughly. That's yeah. big money. Yeah, and then uh, in my 12... 12- 12 player keeper. I, I kept him in the offseason. I kept him and Adley Rushman. And I was like, I'm building for the future. I ended up in the championship this year. So I'm very oh, pleased yeah. with that. 
Oh, that was a keep, absolute keeper. Yeah, I, if I was, I would have kept him coming into this year. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really different. interesting that you know over the last month it's been Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, O'Neill Cruz, and Julio Rodriguez has have been like four of my eight best players in one of my leagues. Yeah, the youth movement every all, year, all, man. Yeah, all rookies. Every year? I mean, a couple years ago, people were saying, oh, my God, look at all these young guys coming into the game. It just keeps happening every year. There's a fresh crop of elite, incredibly talented players, and I love seeing it. So this is fun. And, you know, we wanted to end on the positive tip. That's right. You know, we got some things wrong. Things didn't go our way this year, but there's still some things to be excited about. Plenty of stuff that we can say, you know what? We're all right. We're good enough. We're smart enough. Gosh darn it. People like us. So, Yeah. Congratulations, everybody. I hope you guys finish off strong. Win your leagues. we got just under two weeks to go. Don't forget to finish all the way to the end and give yourself the best chance to win that streak. I've got a couple of Roto Leagues I can still win individually as well that I didn't mention. i got an OC. i got a, a Draft Champions I'm in the hunt with, too, a couple of those. So i got some work to do on the Roto side at NFBC. So it's going to be a good time. That's it. That's today's show. Me and Christopher Deary doing our thing. Chad says, my five best players came from waivers. I don't know if I should gloat or shame myself for having a shit core. Ah, that's, that's a strange middle ground. But you picked up the right guys, so that's good. I would take the good. It looks like one of those, you know, optimist, pessimist tests there. I think it's, I'd optimistically feel good about that. I would. I, I'd be shocked if looking at anyone's roster that, you know, they won without making a big pickup during the season. Of course. Uh, yeah, that you would, if most teams don't crush the draft, most winners don't crush their draft. They do well, but they don't crush it. They make some mistakes. There's always, in a 30 round draft at least, there's always going to be a few errors. Nobody goes 100 on their drafts. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. I don't Impossible. care who they are. Impossible. Yeah, no it, way. It, yeah, if you still have all, if you have 25 of the 30 players you drafted, then you're some fucking anomaly legend. Yes, I completely it, agree it, with that. It doesn't exist. People really, really like us, except for that one meanie guy who has a voice in the fantasy world and his own podcast to tear us down. Who's that? What? Who's Is someone tearing someone down, Joe? I don't like it. Let's try to avoid that if we can. Or you're, else, you're making a joke here about something. I'm lost. We've been doing the show for too long. We got to go. We appreciate you guys. The Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. MJ Govier. See Deary 1999. Deary as in dearly beloved. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter as we go into the offseason. Uh, you know, we'll probably take a break. We'll chill a little bit, but, uh, you know, we'll be around. So we're not going anywhere. Twitter's always a great way. And, of course, the Discord is free. The link is at the top of the Palazzo Podcast Twitter handle, two L's, two Utah. Z's. Give me Palazzo, two. two and two. Real easy to get down. Thanks, everybody. If you're into football stuff, I'm working on some of that stuff, too, so you can stay in the mix on the football side of things. It's not over in that respect. For Christopher Deary, I'm Michael Govier. We thank you guys so much for watching. Give us your time and energy. We'll turn it over to Russell Crowe, as this is the official fantasy baseball podcast of Mr. Crowe. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. 
And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.